This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Hi, I'm Timothy Zahn, creator of Grand Admiral Thrawn, and you're listening to Conversations Podcast. Good for you. Welcome to Conversations. I'm Charles. And I'm Pat. And this is episode 89. For many years, the Scarif Scuttlebutt has been the beacon of brotherhood and connectivity through the podcasting galaxy. In these times of extra, extra, read all about it. Network gathering leads to hilarity and hijinks on the sunny shores of Scarif. <laughs> we got cut off because the paper boy, right. he had to tell everybody about right. how awesome it was. Right. The big city. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the bustling city of Chicago. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Chicago. We um, initially embarked on this journey somewhat in preparation for Chicago for when we went to the Star Wars Celebration 2019. Exactly. In Chicago. Which is a great story arc. Star Wars Celebration, representing sort of our coming out party for here's our podcast, here's what we're going to be offering. Mm-hmm. We had a few episodes in the can. Sure. We sure. had... Five days of cosplay. This is like our big yes. splash. It was. We didn't dip our toes into that cool con water. Exactly. We dove head first. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. And many of the people that we've met since then in the podcasting realm were at that event. And we probably walked right by them. Most of all, which is probably Todd at WSTR. Todd, of course, um, and his son Trent. Yes. Are part of the duo Big T the and Little, Little T. T. <laughs> And, um, <laughs> and we met up with them this time, Yep. but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've established that we were mere meters from each other at, That's at, right. at the uh, live stage. That is crazy, yeah. because they were on the opposite side. They, yeah. That is yes. absolutely crazy. Because we were on the side near the Her Universe booth. Yes. booth yeah, yeah, that's the one. And Todd had positioned himself on the and opposite he was side. on the opposite side. Because yes. of the camera angle. And also... We were both looking at the stage, so we were looking yeah. at each other without knowing. And you're convinced you remember seeing yes. someone waving. A tiny little pork. And that was Trent. That was Trent. That is. Little T. You'll see. Little T. That is. He was even littler T back then, because <laughs> it was three years ago. That's fantastic. So, yes. Star Wars Celebration in Chicago. Right. That was kind of the beginning of this thing. Right. And not to jump to the end of this thing, because, well, <laughs> let's hope not. But. So now, our triumphant return to yes, Chicago. Chicago. Yes. So ScarifCon, for those who don't know, is the event that Roe and Brad created on the basis of their podcast, the Scarif Podcast. Right, the Scarif Podcast. Yes. Right. That's why it's called ScarifCon. Right. Not because they have a, uh, a love for the sunny shores of Scarif. Right. Nor did they have it in Scarif somewhere. You know, Scarif doesn't exist. Sorry. Scarif is hard to get to. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Our ships are out of coaxium. Right. They've been doing it for four years now. Yep. And we've been part of the Red 5 network for those four years <laughs> and um, had not gone. No. So in interest of um, not being kicked out of the network, 
<laughs> we said, we better get to one of these before they forget we exist. And we knew that summer mm-hmm. would be a prime opportunity for us to go yeah. and be a part of it. Yeah, and of course, our wonderful wives were in full support of it and love the idea that we have this great community that we're part of and that they're and part of. importantly, that we would have time where we could get out of their hair and they could enjoy time without us. Right, because they were literally spending time here while we were up there. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, <laughs> enjoying things much better, probably. Yes. Aww. So, Kalea jumped yes. right on, of course. When Roe finally determined the actual date, mm. things got moving very quickly. Yes. And she secured us flights. Yes. And thankfully she did so that early because the prices have gone up crazy since then, so it was fantastic. And... Rob, over the Jedi Temple Archives podcast, was kind enough to secure us a location. Shh, you can't say that. Why? You just called him kind. Oh, right. That Rob is- at the Jedi Temple Archives was a guy that was there. He's a jerk. He's he yes. a real jerk. Anyways, <laughs> not yes. nice at all. No, and the worst, worst human on the planet. So he secured a lodging for us. Yes. And so all this was planned out early in the year, which is fantastic. Yes. Now, before we get into some of the finer details and some of the other things, once we knew we were going, what was the first thing you thought about the con okay, itself? Okay, so having never been to a Scarif con, mm-hmm. and Rob having had been to every one of them, <laughs> yes. he was batting a thousand, we were batting zero. Zero. So yeah. uh, that being said, I was like, so, um, hey, Rob, uh, what's this all about? Like, uh... People show up in like costume and stuff, or uh, what do they do? It was one of those things where I was like trying to get some some feelers out there and be like, so mm-hmm. is this you know something we can get away? He's like, well, people don't really do it, but people aren't you two either. So, <laughs> so I took that as a green light. Yes, yes. <laughs> now we had seen some of the scenes, the pictures, the videos from the previous from the live stream, right? From the live stream, they had exactly. live streams, right? And they were held, up until this year, they were held at the Alley Cat Comics in Chicago. Yes. Which we had a chance to visit. We'll get to that a bit later on. It's a cool little space. And as Ro saw people committing to this year, mm-hmm. us included, right. uh, he changed that venue. So yes. first, the first thought that I had about going to this was the sheer excitement right. of meeting these people who... Now, you've... Met a lot of them because we've done podcasts and, and all that kind of stuff. Correct. Right? On videos and all oh, that kind of stuff. I've, I've met them virtually. Virtually. I've virtually met them. Virtually met them. Same here. Right? Well, <laughs> I mean, you did see Roe in St. Pete. This is true. When he came down. For yes. Some, yes, that's right. So you knew for a fact that he did indeed exist. Mm-hmm. And that's my point. Uh-huh. I spent a lot more time interacting with a lot of these people through tweets and this DMs of that. So there's that level of friendship, sort of connections already with people and their lives and all that kind of stuff, which you didn't have because you're not on I social media. I have friends. Oh, of course you do, just not on Twitter. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> Don't lie to me, Westcott. So that was one of the big things was meeting all these wonderful people in real life. Now, of course, we also met Rob several times. So, you know, we've been yes, together, we're, so. we're very good friends right. with Rob. And if you have listened to our podcast and don't know that, we try and drop his name in every episode, <laughs> to some degree. Um, so I had known kind of secondhand of 
many of these different podcasts that were part of it and listened to, I'd say most or not all of them. Yeah. Uh, but not interacted with them unless we've had them on our show or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that excitement for both of us yes. really kicked off our plans, what we hope to do here. Yes. At Scarecom. Mm-hmm. Um, one day was a Saturday event. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. knew that we were flying in on a Friday and departing Sunday. That didn't affect our plans for it. We had lofty goals. We did indeed. And Kalea had enough foresight to uh, say, well, if you're going Friday and leaving Sunday, you're leaving way early on Friday and getting back way late on Sunday. <laughs> exactly, to maximize the time. Yes. Exactly. So maximize it, did we ever. Yes. I mean, I think once we really start with the giveaways, we knew we had some cosplay in preparation. Yeah, okay, because the previous year, Rob from the Jedi Temple Archives mm-hmm. podcast. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's your name drop for this episode. Um, we'll see if you tell yeah, us about it. We'll know if you listened or not. He doesn't listen. He doesn't listen to um, <laughs> So that being said, he, the previous ScarifCon, had gotten us a bit of swag. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yes. So we had gotten some really cool, like, stickers and pins and gear from the previous one. Mm-hmm. And we we're like, this stuff's cool. We can't just show up empty-handed. No. So, yeah, because we knew we had the inside scoop. Right. That other people brought some cool stuff. So we're like, we got to have cool right. stuff. I mean, like, Greg at the, the Rebel Base Card? No, cool. No. We just make cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Greg like, is the Rebel Base Card. Yeah, yeah his yeah. baseball packs. I yeah. mean, when, he, when Rob sent us that, it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is like. Cool. They're awesome. This is a giveaway? This is like, this is a masterpiece. I mean, yeah. it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, it set, sets the bar very high, yeah. Right. Well, every bar set high for me. <laughs> However, that's why I bring my ladder, as you can see from Rose's uh, Twitter account. Um, and Chantal's account because she loves oh, that really? story. Oh yes. Oh perfect. She Great. loves you in the ladder. Oh boy. It's all in love. That's uh, for sure. And Jess, but loves you. That's what they keep telling me. Um, you know, I can climb onto my uh, roof with a ladder too. No. Um, okay. So we knew we had to do something cool. Yeah. And we had done some interesting sort of builds before. Yep. Three uh, D print builds. Mm-hmm. What did we decide? to go with well we decided to go with the yavin metal yes we had built the yavin metal uh, to give away at calusicon just yes, before yes. the shutdown yes and just before like the like day literally. before yeah yeah because <laughs> saturday, that was saturday and, and monday sunday. morning everything went <laughs> yes. downhill uh, so we had we built those... learned our lesson <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. yes so we had the build we had the shapes it, it worked out really well it was mm-hmm. two-sided and everything and yeah. uh, it was a great little giveaway Pins, yeah. That was the pins, yeah, yeah. little lapel pins, mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that turned out well. But since then, we've acquired a resin printer, which offers much yes. finer detail. So the first print that I showed you of the Yavin metal, uh, well, not that one specifically, but the right. bigger one. Right. The detail. You like were, the life-size one. The life-size one, yeah. yes. You were, well, both of us were blown away. Yeah, but I lost my mind. It, the, I it still was, haven't found it yet. But, <laughs> yeah. So... We knew that the resin printer was going to be a big part of our giveaway stuff. It's been a game changer for yes. sure. So we started off with the Yavin Metal. Yes. Now, so what we actually started to print was the Red 5 Network giveaway. Oh, yes, for the in-network podcast. Right, right. So you had sure. suggested maybe sure. that once we get there, because these people are phenomenal and right. we wanted to make an impression. We wanted to giveaway. win their favor. Yes. Because, you know, we're late to the party. Everybody else has been there. We're on the verge of being kicked out every week. Right, exactly. Yeah. So we're buying, we're buying our, 
part, yes. Or buying favor with, with, uh, (laughs) with, yeah, exactly. Cool giveaways. Right, exactly. So we upsized the small Yavin metal. Mm -hmm. To life size. To life size, basically. And we had uh, brown ribbon on the small little uh, lapel pin. So this time you're like, well, we should get actually something you can actually put on your head, like length, you know, to make it look like actual Yavin metal. Right, yeah. Because I had made one out of clay. Yes, to give to right. Chewbacca. Right, because and he this is before he got you know his medal in right. the movies. Yeah, and, this was what and, five six years ago. You gave him that uh, at uh, Star Wars Park. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and he was like, <laughs> right, and he was all excited about it. And then he gave it back to me. I was like, no, no, it's like it's yours. It's yours. Like, it's for you. And so Chewbacca right. took it right. years before. Right. They finally corrected that error and gave Chewbacca. Well, they only the, did it because like you probably. Uh, Bob Chapek went to the park and saw Chewie was still holding it. He was like, right. <laughs> See? Yeah. And he was like, oh, that's a good idea. So yes. we did that. We mm-hmm. upsized it. We had the yes. strap. Right. We did the first test print. And you're like, wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. Maybe we need to have a stand for it. Right. So you... Because like, you don't want to just put it on your table. Right. Laying flat. Right. You want to display it because it's magnificent. So while at work, on a break, a predetermined break from work right while you're on your lunch break exactly you produced a post-it note version yes, of the stand because i certainly wouldn't have done it on the clock right of course you yeah have a break. obviously yeah right I'm, I'm, a, I'm a professional we are completely covered yes no patient Got care it. was impacted by this, this creation correct so you built this little paper yes. stand yes as a prototype and yes. it's like oh my gosh it's the rebel symbol at an angle with mm-hmm. a sort of shaft and base to hold the entire structure together. Yes. Like Which, a podium. Like a podium, right. Yes. So we did that, built that out in the, uh, in the 3D program we used. I didn't build it in no, anything. I did everything, yeah. Right. I, I did, did everything. <laughs> and the truth comes out, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that's a sham. Yes. He just shows up at the shows and delivers the gold. Deliver something. Yeah. All right. Yes. <laughs> so we built that out. I built it out and then printed it on the filament printer, the old one. Right. Because uh, the sizing for it wasn't good for the resin printer, but also the structure just couldn't be built out on that. So it was in two pieces. The rebel symbol was uh, flat. I could build it out with a little lip. Right. And the stand I could build at the angle. Yeah. And then I brought that over here several months ago. And or I assembled it. You painted it. This is yeah. the first prototype of the yeah. of the stand itself, yes. and it's silver base with the red symbol. And it right. turned out because the red five, right? Red five, right? Yeah, and it's the rebel symbol. Yeah. So yeah, and it yeah. turned out absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, and then when you put the gold yeah. metal on top, it was like pow, awesome. So yeah, I started cranking those resin yeah, metals out. Yeah, so that represented literally two months of printing at night. And yes. on the weekends of making these pieces. So we had a couple of challenges where the printer went down. I was, <laughs> I was printing at dusk, but apparently the sun was just strong enough. Even though these two resin printers have UV-controlled plastic containers around them, <laughs> I'm sure because it was a brand new bottle of resin, it was ex- extra photosensitive. Because oh. the one that we were using was the remnants of the one that we got when right. we bought it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was super sensitive, and the basin of the resin printer dried halfway through and it became a mess it's still a mess <laughs> it's still a mess because i thought it was be like i stopped the process and i did it as quick as i could to get it out of the sun and back in the house but mm-hmm. by then it literally looked like you know if you grew up in a wintry climate and if you look at a water puddle and different levels of ice shelves of freeze, of freeze yeah. 
where it would be yeah. like one level here and then a yeah. chunk. And that's what it was like because uh. it was exposed at different times uh. as I was taking it out. So yeah, it was a huge mess. So that I lost uh. probably about five days of printing there trying to, to literally considering buying a new basin because it was oh, that boy. bad. But I rescued it enough to get it back on track. So we pumped out 15 medals front and back over two months. Right. And once that was done, you were like, okay, we have 15 medals. How do they look assembled? Right. I don't know. I've been printing them. That's all I care about. <laughs> I don't know. But a good idea. Right. So I made that one yes. print, yes. made it in gold, mm-hmm. did front and back and put on the strap, put it on the stand that you had painted. Mm-hmm. And it was absolutely phenomenal. It yeah. turned out exactly as we hoped. Right. So once that was done, I uh, conscripted my kids to help with removal <laughs> of the metals and uh, cleaning up of the metals, gluing sure. of the metals, applying the straps of the metals. Then I started on the giveaways, lapel pins. And this was yes. one week out. Yes. This was the week before yes. ScarifCon. I'm now starting the giveaways for everybody else. Yes. So you were like, you know, I think uh, we may have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Making these giveaways. I'm like, well, we're like right up against the wall here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still working on cosplay. Right. And to a certain degree... Oh, yeah, because we're going to dress up. Right. So I could do a certain amount people of... people don't do that, but we're not we're, people. We're not regular so. people. I can do some cosplay while it's printing, but it's, it takes some time. Right. So you're like, well, how can we simplify the process? And I yeah. said, well, if we lose the back side yeah, and it's only yeah, one-sided, that'll literally save us half the time where we can do two medals at once. So we designed the new look and feel with ScarifCon uh-huh. 2022 and the small text... And then the at situations on the front, printed that out. Mm-hmm. First prototype came out bang. In Arabesh, of course. Oh, of course. Why? Why not? Well, exactly. Duh. One or yes. two prototypes with depth. Once that was done, prototype loved it. Now we're back to printing again. Right. So fast forward to the night before we leave. Now we're leaving at like four o'clock in, in the, the morning. morning. To go to Tampa International. And what are you doing on the floor at about 10 o'clock at night? <laughs> so he comes over to, to meet up before we go up, right? With a box of these gray, one-piece little um, medals. Yes. And I'm like, okay, well, so I guess I knew this was coming because he's been doing all the printing. I guess I have to do something at this point. And um, so... So then I, I had to glue on the ribbon and the pin back. Well, whoa. We had to spray paint them first. Oh, that's true. I had to paint them <laughs> They <too>. weren't painted. <laughs> they weren't painted either. That's right. They were just like grayish blue. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, here uh-huh. comes this. So, uh, so I painted them, flipped them over, painted them, brought them inside, and did, what was it, 20 of them? 20. Yeah, we brought 20. Yes. <laughs> So that was like the night before. Yes. You were cutting the ribbon. Yes. Thankfully, that metallic paint dried very quickly because it yes. could have been a really big problem. Yes. Now, granted, the giveaways were all done. Those were all painted and finished. And those were ready to go. Right. But the giveaways for everybody else, like the smaller versions, yeah. those were last minute. That's how close to the end of the clock like we were the at. swag right? packs. The swag pack, exactly. Yeah. So that sort of takes care of what we brought. Aside from the funny. Because we bring the funny, too. Yeah, that's part of our secret. According to some people. Yeah. Uh, part of our secret. <laughs> <laughs> Only Trent knows the secret. Shh, shh, shh. Sorry. I know the secret, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's Outside true. of you and I, only Trent right. knows the secret. That's Trent true. of Big T and Little T Podcast. Little T. Right. Little T. Right. Yeah. If someone wants to find out, maybe, I don't know, like shh, Todd. Stop it. He can ask um, the secret, but yeah. He, he shan't. So that kind of brings us from our printing all the way up to literally like three hours before we Before we, we left. left. Yes. Um, so... In addition to that, we were doing some cosplay outfits. Yes. And 
you know, I had gotten my hands on another Mandalorian helmet <laughs> and decided that I was going to do some Death Watch Obi-Wan oh armor. Gosh. Yep. Because, well, if anyone's listening, you know that I have a weird obsession with Obi-Wan. <laughs> and, and intend to be able to cosplay every version of Obi-Wan known to man. Yes. And that's the version of Obi-Wan. So, <laughs> so uh, again, here we are. So I began on that with the pieces and, and shaping them and painting them and connecting them and going through all of that. Mm-hmm. Which it was a relatively straightforward process. Your process, however, was maybe a little less straightforward. Right. So this for me, and I, it seems like I say this every time I do cosplay, uh-huh. but this is the most daunting, <laughs> uh, scary, uh, fright-inducing, sleep-losing cosplay I've ever done in my life. Yes. Because I've done Rex as uh, bounding, which turned out yes. phenomenally. But that's simple. It's just cutting t-shirts and... Oh, right. And layering. And layering and, and, that, and, and then and, aging. And, and, and visual trickiness. Right. Making yes. it look like it's, it's built 3D. Yeah. But, okay, when did we buy that EVA foam? <laughs> like two years ago. Yes. Because I got yeah. the invoice. When I undid the box, I got yeah. the invoice. Uh-huh. It was 2020. Yes. October of 2020. <laughs> yes. I've had EVA foam right. in the house. Like, I've done several things with my first right. role. My first role is gone. Yes, because you were right. doing stuff with... Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I was doing all sorts of stuff. I did yeah. the Mando helmet. I right. did this. Yeah. Yeah, 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 all sorts of stuff. Mine was safely in the room Yes. without me having to worry about the daunting task of making this work. So <laughs> my uh, trepidation was uh, yes. well secured in the room. Yes. But I wouldn't say I was stalling because I couldn't. I had well, to do... I can tell you, like from when I did the, um, the Gecko Grogu. Yes. The first spray of paint on that thing uh-huh. was like do or die once this hits that little green face that's it there's no <laughs> turning back and that was that was terrifying yeah get grew by the way right is yeah. a once in a lifetime build that you made for dominic pace it's a one of a kind for yeah. sure and we'll get to dominic a bit later on yeah yeah but but there was the same sort of feeling where like i had the eyes all masked up like that everything was ready but then it was like that hesitation of like once i do this there's no turning back right and that's the same 100% what yes. i felt there was two parts to it there was the the measuring and knowing that i had two sheets of foam mm-hmm. that's all i had which i had more yeah so you had more and also have. you at this point the eva foam was uh, much easier to get like it uh, yes i get a hobby lobby hobby lobby now yeah the other one we had to order, and it took almost two weeks to oh get. Oh my gosh, I know, yeah. So, the, but the thickness that we had was thick. Right. Right? So, right. Yeah. the first one I built out, I measured, and I used my Waste Management Mandalorian build um, <laughs> that we had with uh, David and Mary at yes. uh, Black Spire Broadcast uh, Podcast. Yeah, from yeah. May the 4th. May the 4th. Yeah, um, I that used, was a good build. That was a good build. And so I used the foam of that, just because I obviously measured that for the shape of my chest and the size of it. Yeah. So I used that as my foundation. Cut it out. Right. Looked at it. I showed you. It was okay, yeah. but it just it didn't have enough height to it. So my first just basic shape was wrong. So now I'm sweating <laughs> bullets. Was wrong. Was wrong. Yes. But the second one at this point I had measured and just expand a little bit and I knew where I needed to make it happen. Yeah. And I'm using the natural curvature of the EVA foam at this point. Right, because it was rolled up. Rolled up. Yeah. And then I cut it out and then once that size fit, it's like Oh, hey, this looks good. I even sent you a picture in the mirror. It's like, yep, good sizing. Then trying to figure out the best way 
to make the raised chest part right. off of the uh, chest plate. Now with the pecs, with the pecs, okay. exactly. Yeah. So it was a matter of slicing it in half and sanding down, and lots of work. I mean, there's lots of templates out there to make it differently, but this was the yeah. approach that I did and had time for. So right. at this point, you're getting ready to go to Zambia, and I want to have my oh, best boy. prototype yeah, before you I, left, well, just so I could sort of check off. I was like, what do you think of this? How it's coming right. along? Well, because most of June, I was away. Yeah. I went to work like three days in June. <laughs> like, because I was in Nashville and then I was in Zambia and then I was in Philly. Philadelphia. Yeah. So it was like just back to back with like two or three days in between. Dang. So, like, I got home and I'm like, oh, yay, I'm back. I love you. And then I was like, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> like, Which oh is my why gosh. your Mando build was essentially built before you even left. Oh, it had to be. Because you had no time. <laughs> I had no time. Right. You had a few little small things to do, oh, yeah. but it was painted. Yeah. It was all sort yeah. of planned out. Yeah. So I did the front piece. That was great. And now the more daunting task was to build the back plate. Oh, boy. Yeah. With the box and the this yes. and the that. And yeah. I was just basically flying by the seat of my pants at that point. Yeah. And, you know, anything you do is going to take time. Yes. So you better do it right. Right. Because <laughs> you don't have time to be messing yes. it up. <clears throat> so part of my trepidation was measuring 15 times cutting once. <laughs> because, But I'm glad I did because it ended up working to my favor in certain cases and it seemed like some nights that I wasn't making progress, but I was, I mean, mentally for me, right. it's like, oh crap, it's Tuesday, Wednesday. And now we're coming down to two weeks before the show. Uh-huh. And I'm literally just building this box in the back of my back plate. Yes. And, yes. okay, I can do this and I'll use the thinner stuff to give that sort of uh, plastiform, like, yeah. you know, side pieces and all this. And like, all that being said, by the week before we were leaving, I had the basic structure done. Yeah. But I had hours of polyfill to do yeah. i had hours of sanding that's not even speaking of the and then um, the weathering and the weathering yeah and the week before you didn't even tell him what you were doing oh yeah captain rex <laughs> <laughs> oops yeah so captain rex yes so and his clone armor and yes. the oh sorry the uh from rebels yes from rebels so the they're clone... like so it's not like pristine it's yeah. like it's like he's been right. hanging out in these things for 20 years exactly yeah. so it's got some weathering to it Yes. And uh, we had an impromptu family trip that popped oh, up. Oh, yes. My last weekend before ScarifCon was taken for a family trip. So once that happened, I was you like... You were like, yay, we're on a family trip. Oh, crap. Oh, crap, we're on a family trip. <laughs> I literally brought... I was thinking, okay, can I bring some of my cosplay build to do there? No, I'll just do some podcast editing. So I did that there. Um, but I did take off... Oh, you took off the day before we were day leaving. before leaving. Perfect. What Great. was I doing the day before? I had done enough work. That I was done with all of the basic structure of the, yes. the front plate, the back plate. Yeah. I had built the bracers and the and pauldrons. The pauldrons, yes. Which was really all you needed because you had the boots and the pants from, 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 the, from the bounding. From the bounding. Right. Yeah. And I upgraded the belt from what I wore there to give sure. uh, more size. I could actually get the thicker uh, EVA foam. Yeah. Thursday morning, I wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning and I start weathering. Yes. And just like you with Grogu. Yes. That first spray was, this is it. Yeah. It's either going to look good or it's going to look bad. Yes. And thankfully, it looked great. Yeah. And you had texted me, so how's the armor build coming? And I sent you the three pictures of the armor pieces and everything that I had drying outside. Yes. And you said, oh, sh that looks freaking awesome. Yes. And we're off to the races. Right. The rest of the day. Not that you need my approval or anything. No, but... I always send my weathering stuff to you anyway. Well, yeah, I know, but your opinion of how I'm doing this stuff is extremely important to me because wow. you know what you're doing. Okay. So for the rest of the day, I was 
literally task by task by task yeah. by task. Thankfully, I had no more 3D printing to do. That was all right. done. Yeah. That was all bagged up. My daughter was putting together the straps. She was doing the gluing. Um, and she yes. had to follow my process. You glue she the bottom first. Follow, she had yeah. to follow it. Well, because if you, if you didn't do it that way, oh, right. it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. So she exactly. did that step by step by step by step and did the, the strap. Yes. Um, then I had to do the, the notching. I had to do all yes. the finishing work. I had to, do, yeah. I had to build the, the holsters. Yeah. And I was nonstop until about 7.30 at night. Yeah. At which point you're like, when are you coming over? <laughs> you I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm still making my cosplay. Eventually. <laughs> I'll get there eventually. And it all came together. It uh, looked, you know, it looked great. Happy with it, and it was all packed up and ready to go. And we left the house at nine, just before nine o'clock at night, which is why we got here close to ten, which is where you took over and started <laughs> making the giveaways. Yes. So that catches us up to speed on our frantic nonsense yeah. prior to the hours, uh, to the hours event. before leaving. That's what we did. Yes. So before we get to the actual day of... <laughs> before we get to the actual ScarabCon that we're reviewing... We're going to take a quick break. Oh, we'll right. be right back. All right, my young Padawan. Slice that training remote in half and you can have whatever dinner you want for you and all of your friends. Yay! I want Kashyyyk fried pork! That's right. Padawans love the crunch and masters love the nutrients in every bite of KFP. Welcome to KFP. What can I get for you? The party feast with all the fixings, please. You got it. Order 66 is up. Who's ready to head over to the temple? I am. The other kids are dying to eat. Like the colonel always says. This is Colonel Cody. It's finger licking good, son. At Kashikian Fried Pork, we do it right. Mmm, get yourself a bucket of Kashikian Fried Pork. It's finger licking good. And we are back. Thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, so that brings us up to our trip to Chicago for ScarifCon. Yes. So, you know, we went up on Friday, as, as stated previously. We met up with Rob, who swung by to pick us up with his son, Briggs. Well, before we get to that, let's just say how closely that maybe I wasn't going to be on this trip because of TSA. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. So, of course, we go through security at Tampa International. You know... People change their appearance slightly from their licenses or passports mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. So, for instance, I have a beard now. Mm -hmm. And I had, like, stubble in my license mm -hmm. photo. So, you know, it's like, okay, well, now he's got a beard. All right, uh, move along, move along. You know, a little wave of the hand and I'm on my, on my way. <laughs> so. That wasn't the case with me. No. I have been working on my beard for about three months. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So, first of all, <laughs> first of all, it's been a while since you've had hair. <laughs> Like, long enough to be curly hair. Right, or For styled. For those of you that know Charles recently, he used to have dark curly hair. <laughs> okay? Now, or at least wavy. Right. Naturally so, wavy, yes. So his license still has dark wavy hair and no beard. And no beard, no mustache, nothing. <laughs> the license photo is six years old. I would say that I look 
currently with my cut hair, with my buzzed head, and at this point, my full Rex beard. Yes. Which was looking phenomenal because I had been applying yeah, growth it, and crap it, it on it looked, for like months. It looked amazing. I, but nothing like look, the driver's license. So the woman looked at my driver's license, <laughs> looked at me. Looked back at the license, looked back at me. Looked over at her supervisor. Called over Bob, the supervisor. He looked at me, looked at the license. Now I'm starting to get worried. And I'm already through like the x-ray yeah, and everything. Right. And all I, I do have my passport on me, but guess what also looks exactly like my driver's license? You're my passport. All I'm confirming is that this bearded weirdo has... Looks tr- nothing like, like this these two official yeah, documents. Exactly, these <laughs> Charles Westcott, who, uh, who these documents he's stolen. Then the supervisor asks me to take off my glasses. He looks in my eyes and he says, you're good to go. So, so it's the Clark Kent effect. Right. <laughs> I am Superman. As soon as you took off the glasses, they're like, holy crap, it's, it's Captain Rex. Because with the glasses, I'm Captain Specs. Right, right. exactly. <laughs> Exactly. It's funny because I remember I said something right after she had you she had you take your glasses off. Yeah. And they're like, Alright, you can go. I was like, holy crap, he's super <laughs> So yeah. They didn't think it was funny. No, they didn't. They went through so a bunch of like mental loops to <laughs> make that connection. So so then you make it through security. Thankfully. And we're on our way. We're on our way, yes. We safely <laughs> land in Chicago. Very generously, much to his chagrin, Rob comes and picks us up and drives us around town a little bit before meeting up for the pre-party. Yes. For the con. And then, of course, uh, Ro is available. So we meet up with Ro and go to Alley Cat Comics. Yes. The, the old stomping grounds of Scarif well, Con. First of all, he took us to, to breakfast. That's true. Yeah, which is a phenomenal yeah. place. Uh, and with- Sather's. Wow, you remember that? That's fantastic. I don't know why I remember it, but I remember it. Well, because those freaking cinnamon rolls. I don't remember what meds my patients are on, (laughs) but I remember Ann Sather's. That was um, that was phenomenal. Mm. So it was great to see Ro before the big. It was great to meet Ro in physical person. This is true. This was true, and what an embrace that was. It was truly from the heart for both of you, but absolutely the happiness and was all present. Yeah, because we were like, oh, we need to get something to eat. Mm -hmm. He's like, ah, I know this place. Cinnamon rolls. I looked at Rob, and it was like, yep, say no more. <laughs> yes. Like, here we go. So we went there and had some, some fantastic breakfast, and then uh, went around town. Yes. As nerds often do. Right. We went to the comics and collector shops and all of that sort of like, like retro toy places and stuff like that, just to kind of uh, to see where Scarif Con had mm-hmm. come from. Yeah. And additionally, to see, you know, what we could find right so alley cat comics was really cool because there was a little alley yeah and we were like hey that's an alley and uh you walk through the alley and it opens up to a little courtyard and then there's the comic shop it is fantastic so if you're in chicago north of chicago this is this is in the uh, rosemont district right i think yeah alley cat comics phenomenal little shop what i love about it is that it's very Almost not speakeasy like, but it's very Chicago yeah, it's, in the it's sense that very yeah you have to know where it is. I mean, they have right. a great sign and a whole bit because you would walk right past uh, it yeah. if you didn't know. So you go through this narrow corridor and you come out to this little ante area, which like a, they had a couple of tables and and various things like that. And you could see why Roe had selected this place for the original ScarifCon because you have a nice little space; it's enclosed. Uh, you don't necessarily have uh, sort of the hustle and bustle of the traffic and the people, but you have an enclosed space and you can set up cameras and stuff. And then, of course, inside the shop is wonderful array of comic books and 
uh, figures and Dungeons and Dragons and anime and independent and books. Just a wonderful little store. So if you are in Chicago, and you're looking for uh, comics, go to Alley Cat Comics and we're going to tag them in the show notes. But a uh, great little place. So yeah, that was wonderful to see the origins of where the original Sagara comics were. From there, we went to... Then we went to a couple other shops. Okay. All right. Yeah. Right. Oh, that one there, the stuff everywhere. Like it was... Oh yeah, it was like this and that, and then there was stuff here, and then more stuff there. Yeah, so it wasn't categorized. It was like a yeah. some guy's attic. He's been there for 15 years, and yeah. one... And co- just gets stuff and just throws it up on yeah. pegs, and like, so you have like all sorts of stuff, like G.I. Joe's and Star Wars and like Star Trek and like... Yeah, like all mixed in. All yeah. in the same peg. And then you get a couple of comic books, and then yeah. you throw in some dolls and a couple of, you know, cars, and then yeah, you back a, to Star like Wars a again. a lot of retro stuff, Yeah, too. yeah. Cool. That was wonderful, yeah. so we went there. And he had some stuff to do to get ready for ScarifCon, so he brought us back to uh, the rental that Rob had secured for us. Uh-huh. And, uh, of course, Briggs was with us at the whole time. Friday night, we actually all met up for dinner. Mm-hmm. Really big get-together for that. And at one point during the dinner, you, like, put your arm around Roe and say, look what you've built. And that really hit home for Roe. But it's a fantastic thing because if him and Brad hadn't created Scarif mm-hmm. and thought about the network and right. bringing people together, we mm-hmm. wouldn't have been in Chicago on this day without that right. drive and that idea. Right. And you wouldn't be playing Dungeons & Dragons with a bunch of uh, dungeon people. <laughs> exactly. Great point. Exactly. Red Five Tavern. If you enjoy uh, Dungeons Dragons, I'm uh, participating in some games in that. So role playing as it was done a long time ago with dice and people Uh talking in imagination. In in fact, when we went to one of the comic shops, you got a set of dice. That's exactly. Alley Cat Comics. I bought them at Alley Cat Comics. Did you? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because I also bought oh, yeah, the, true. with the it's, comic there, yeah, the um, right, yeah. Galactic Cruiser comic that oh, yeah, 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 included yeah, uh, the story with yeah, yeah, uh, Hondo. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we chilled for that night at the rental, watched some Westworld, and basically at this point, we're getting ready for the next day. Right. So we decided that we would um, get some rest, and then that plan went out the window. Right. When uh, we started watching TV. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. So then, of course, we all get up in the morning and like, you know, Rose got a bunch of stuff going on, so we're like, mm-hmm. okay, well, let's get over there and help as much as we can. Yeah, yeah. And, and don't know what I'm doing in the technical sort of uh, media world, but um, I can do what I'm told. So let's go. So we knew that Todd, who at WSTR and Big T and Little T podcast, he's a member of the Five Hundred First. Yes, and he was bringing some of the other members, so they had secured like an area, not just for storing equipment boxes and stuff like that, but also for the 501st to change into their gear. Right. And we had our cosplay stuff in there as well. Yes. At Murray's Caddy Shack in yes. Chicago, which was phenomenal. Great vibe, great food. It's another great yeah. place to check out for sure. Once we had done that sort of portion of that preparation, we were full tilt, ScarifCon, help row, get this thing going because this is a huge endeavor for him. And he's essentially been doing it alone. Yeah, and that was the thing, was he, he kind of planned it, he set stuff up, and yeah. all right, yeah. this guy's uh, just going to power through, I guess. Yeah. So it was a matter of trying to um, help out where we could to kind of take a little bit off his plate and still keep everything moving forward. You right. Know? And so he had the cameras. It was Mar- Marco, was his name? Marco. Marco. Yes. He had three cameras. Like, I mean, it was like a real, like, live or remote. Yeah, it was like crazy. Crazy. And the equipment yeah. that he brought. And that was one of the things that we were doing was helping Marco move his equipment from his truck into right. the event area so that he could get it set up. I've done some of that stuff, but I'm just literally helping out as much as we can. And at this point, people started trickling in from the network. Rob, of course, was already there. Um, yes. He was there with, with Briggs and helping out there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, we also had seen Chantal had come with Josh. Yes. And Steve from Rogue One Radio was there, as well uh-huh. as Nicole was there. Right. And Megan from Nerdy Girl Variant on Twitter. She was there as well. And Tina also was there as well. Yes. And um, so then we started setting up. It was just really hectic. A bottom line, we got everything set up. And then, of course, the event went off, uh, you know, without a hitch. Mm-hmm. The stream is up on uh, the Scarif Podcast YouTube channel. Cool. So um, anybody who's interested in what happened on camera can view that. So we'll and... put that in the show notes for sure. You can see the entire live stream. Yeah. It's not live anymore, though. No. Previously okay. recorded with a live studio audience. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Right. Um, so, so um, and it was cool because, like, the Murray's Caddyshack wait staff and all, they all had, like, Star Wars shirts on. Yeah, that was so, so cool. Was pretty neat. There was Dominic Pace. Right. Was there, and he had some geeky tikis mm-hmm. from uh, Mandalorian, and um, his tequila guy yes. was there, and then uh, there was, like, a 360-degree camera guy. Yes. It had a, a camera that was on a circle track. It took some really cool pictures. Yeah, so it's funny because there was a lot of people there that were not aware of the event. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, they were there to eat, and they brought their kids and stuff. So, like, they're seeing stormtroopers yeah. and, like, us yeah. and people with lightsabers all over the place. And they're like, hey, this is cool. You yeah. Know, kids all wanting pictures. And everybody's taking pictures on the uh, 360 yeah. thing and all. You were a hit that day with uh, the Mando and the lightsaber for oh, sure. You had yeah. lots of pictures, which is fantastic. That's true. And that was another cool thing was that the patrons of Murray's Caddyshack, Aaron was there from WSTR. Yes. Um, the Escape Pod were there as well. So some great, you know, Red 5 Network presence. But there's a few other patrons who were there. One of the things that they did on the live show was did, the um, trivia, for did trivia for prizes. Yeah, yes. which is fantastic. Yes, yes, yes. So some of them were for the chat. Some of them were for the people who were in the restaurants. So right. that was cool. Got some great participation there. Right. And again, all this is on the live stream, which we'll link in the show notes in there. Indeed. And that took care of the entire day. It ended at about 6 o'clock. And yeah. we were on camera for sort of the last sort of segment. And right. You cl- said that's the scuttlebutt. I did. You did. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's trademarked, so you might be getting sued. Well, I, I said it well enough. I hope he won't sue me. <laughs> that's true. That's <laughs> Maybe true. he's going to sue me for my Rex cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, in that case. Yeah. So then, uh, you know, we, we kind of settled back in at the rental. Yes. And then uh, the next day was our last day there. Mm-hmm. As unfortunate as responsibilities go. We had to do what we had to do. Yes. So the next day we get up, and it's like 10, 10 o'clock or so. Yeah, 10.04. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> you know, we're all just kind of getting up, getting started. Some of us are lumbering out of bed. <laughs> and um, so we're just kind of sitting around in the living room. And then Rob goes, ah, well, who thinks we can get Briggs up and out of here before 11 with checkout? And I said, well, you know, I guess it's possible, you know, I'll wake him up and see what happens. And then he happens to look at his phone, and the checkout time is 10 o'clock. <laughs> and we're already five minutes late from the jump. So then it becomes this, like, frantic, like, pack all your crap and get out of here, right? So we're all, like, halfway brushing our teeth and running around, grabbing our stuff. And there's a knock on the door. At 10.13. Yes. A knock on the back door. Yes. And we're like, uh... Okay. Like, is anyone expecting company? Luke, we're going to have company. <laughs> so somebody opens the door, and it's the cleaning people. Yes. Are there to clean the place? And we're Housekeeping. Still, and we're still there. We're like, uh, we'll be out in a sec. So we, like, blitz through and get all our crap and 
And then, of course, you know, get out at, what, like 10.30 or something. Yeah. Then, you know, it's a matter of, you know, doing a couple things before we leave town, because we had to be at the airport at, like, 4. Yeah. So we're like, okay, so we'll, we'll do some stuff. We got a hold of Roe, and we're able to, to yeah. meet back up with Roe and kind of pal around town a little bit with Rob and Briggs and Roe prior to heading back to the airport. Right. And we had a chance to have a little bit of lunch at a yes. little taco shop, which was fantastic. Yeah. And really, uh, it was just great to see Roe again, sort of basking in the glow of how awesome that event was. And it's amazing what has come out of that podcast as a beginning point, but then as the Red 5 Network. So it's really testament to the people that he's brought together. And we have lifelong friends because of that. Right. Then uh, uh, several other um, future gatherings to look forward to. Absolutely. Yep. And we headed home. That's true. Well, we tried to head home. Yes. But then our shuttle back to the car was (laughs) full of nonsense and ridiculousness. Yeah. And we got out of the airplane and into the airport proper at like 1030. And we didn't get to our car to like 1250. Right. (laughs) So ridiculous. We got home. I got home eventually. At about uh, 2 o'clock, yes. got to sleep at about 2.30, and uh, three hours later, the alarm went off for work. <laughs> to work. Oh, boy. But it was, like I told you, it was, uh, I was tired. Yeah. It was just tired from a great time. And yeah. basking in the glow of such an amazing event, uh, amazing people, you know, meeting all of them in person was phenomenal. And I'll never forget Todd's face. I didn't realize he was there yet. I turned around, he was there, and it was that genuine look of, here we are. We've been talking about this for years, and it was phenomenal. Right. And that's the way it was with everybody. Yes. And uh, so that made Monday go relatively easy. I wouldn't say about 3 o'clock it wasn't so easy, but <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> yes. So that was our experience in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. But what was, um, what was your favorite part of ScarifCon Weekend 2022? Spending time with the people. I mean, the event was great, and it was fun, and cosplay, and it was like a, a great time. But it was just small moments at the dinner table on Friday evening, meeting Greg at the Rebel Base Card finally in person after several years of chatting and, and getting to know him, and with Nicole, and just getting to know her, and those moments, seeing people, and meeting other people that were like Dan, who was not part of the network, but he was there supporting it. It was fantastic. Right, right, right. Uh, it was those connections with people that make the entire event that much better. Yeah, agreed. So, um, that being said, I guess uh, that's the scuttlebutt. Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to red5network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network. Network.